Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to r slash Petty Revenge, where this girl gets her own back at a gym creep by farting in his face. I purposely farted in front of a guy at the gym because he wouldn't take no for an answer. So, a few things. I go to the gym to work out and decompress. I don't see it as a place to be social. I wear large over-ear headphones. I was at the gym and just finished one of my sets for deadlifts when a guy walks over. This is something I'm used to, despite how much I dislike it. But he starts talking to me and i'm able to pick up that he's flirting i'm polite and waiting for the proper moment to end the conversation when he asks for my number i decline he keeps talking and going into the usual stick of why not and come on at that point i'm very uncomfortable and also annoyed because my workout timer has already gone off and it's past the time for me to start my next set i put on my big girl pants and tell him he's making me uncomfortable and i just want to finish my workout does he leave no He keeps talking now going on about how i didn't mean it like that and i'm not a bad guy no actual apology to be found now during this entire interaction i've had to fart i was being polite and holding it in until he left but seeing as he's not i think well i know a way to get him to leave as he's still talking i let it go it's silent but rather smelly it only takes about two seconds for him to catch a whiff He stops talking and the face he makes is too much that I have to bite my lip to stop laughing That's when he gave me a look of are you serious and then finally leaves and i'm left alone to finish my workout Wow, there we go at the start of this. I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping for a very loud fart But i've realized that silent but deadly is so much funnier and so much more effective but in your situation that was pretty much all you could do right you'd already told him outright leave me alone if he isn't going to what's the next logical step fart in his face good stuff school denies me my prescription i told them i wanted to call a parent little did they know i was abused by my dad's wife growing up my mum fought long and hard to gain custody but my dad was a good christian with more money and he didn't fraternize with black people Given our location, my mum stood no chance. She finally got custody when I was old enough to where my opinion mattered. I switched from a fancy, extremely competitive, snobby private school to the local public school by choice. I dyed my hair green and put a gay pride sticker on my car. Based on where I was coming from alone, I was a C student at the fancy school, so it wasn't my grades. I was placed in all the honors and AP classes the school offered. Teachers didn't know what to think of me. I had green hair. This was considered absolutely shocking at the time and my friends and I were bullied for many things, including this. My bumper sticker was definitely the most controversial topic in the entire school, but I was quiet. I came from the fancy school. I paid attention in class 
and I was earning straight A's. Thankfully, although most of my peers shunned me, my teachers realized pretty quickly that I was a decent enough kid. I had a problem where I got migraines. I finally got a prescription for them, non-narcotic, and took it straight to the nurse's office because the district had a zero tolerance policy and being in possession of even Tylenol would get you expelled for drug possession. The nurse said, you're going to have to get the doctor's signature on this form. Why? I replied. It's a legitimate prescription with my name on it in the original bottle. The nurse then replied condescendingly, we're required to have a doctor's signature before we can dispense medications. But I didn't care at all. How do you think I got the prescription in the first place? The nurse decided to impress upon me the fact that I was powerless here and that there was absolutely nothing I could do except comply. I left the office stressed because I didn't have access to my migraine medicine and, of course, ended up stressing myself out into developing a migraine. Now, call me a Karen, but I felt entitled to go to the nurse's office and be dispensed my medication, and so I politely requested it be given to me. The nurse obviously told me no, so I asked for the principal. I got the assistant principal, who simply reiterated district policy. Then it occurred to me that it was within my power to get my medicine because I had a secret weapon, so I had to be sneaky. I'd like to call one of my parents, I said. Now, this phone call wasn't intended for my dad, a financial consultant. It wasn't to my mum, who worked in sales and advertising. Of course, I wasn't calling Stepmonster. But my stepdad, on the other hand, just happened to be our region's most famous radio talk show host at the time, and he was on the air for another two hours. The assistant principal brought me the phone book. Those existed back then. And I looked up the radio station's number in the yellow pages without the AP figuring out which business I was calling. I called the radio station and got the front desk. Of course, lots of people called them, asked for him and get absolutely nowhere. But I knew they would interrupt his show and he would take the call if I told them I was his daughter, Royal. In all my life, I had never had a situation that warranted me calling him at work. I was hoping he'd take the call while on air, but he didn't want to air what was likely private business. So he put commercials on while I explained the situation. Then I suppressed a poop-eating grin while handing the phone to the assistant principal to talk to my stepdad, Bill. I managed a poker face. The AP didn't realize he was talking to Bill Jones when he dismissed my concerns and even suggested I should be denied my medication simply due to my pants, which I've been wearing half the year without problem, but apparently were a uniform violation that day. The assistant principal basically explained that's just how it is and tough luck and didn't realize the poop he'd just stepped into. He hung up, dismissed me and walked off looking pretty self-satisfied at winning his little power trip. I went to class feeling victorious. Now I hadn't won yet, but I'd played my cards and knew how it would turn out. My stepdad got back on air and immediately changed the topic of discussion to the ridiculousness of the district's medication policy. The phone lines lit up. Turns out lots of people wanted to air their complaints. I was sitting in class, migraine kicking in, but I was feeling satisfied that their lack of respect for me and all other more powerless students was hitting the fan. I timed it. 45 minutes after I was arrogantly denied my legally prescribed medication that I needed, the assistant principal came into the classroom I was in, knelt down beside my desk and whispered, hey, you wanna come take your medication? So the fallout was actually even more fun because the school wanted desperately to expel me. But while I 100% can be a troublemaker when I want to be, evidence 
this post, I never did anything for which I could have defensively been disciplined. They had nothing on me. I knew it. They knew that I knew it and they knew they couldn't get away with making stuff up because Bill Jones. All my friends were seniors and the school admins didn't realize until the last day of school that I was a junior. I could see the panic in the assistant principal's eyes. You can take one summer course in English and you'll be able to graduate early, he said. Absolutely not. I haven't submitted any college applications and most of the competitive schools I'll be applying to require more than the basic minimum to graduate. I'll be here for another year. Would you like to take your high school classes at the community college instead? You'll get high school and college credit. This was a barely heard of program at the time, but they wanted to get rid of me so badly. So I got to rack up a year's worth of college general education credits during my senior year. They tried to screw me over, so I screwed them back. And since they couldn't punish me, they rewarded me just to get me to go away. Okay, forgive me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I've looked up what Tylenol is. Uh, We don't have it in the UK, but I think it's just paracetamol. I don't understand how that can possibly be condemned or not legal in a school or you need a doctor's signature to have that as a medication. I'd understand it if it's stronger, but surely paracetamol or ibuprofen or just a over-the-counter painkiller is okay to take in school, right? I mean, I've forgotten the rules of when I went to school, but surely you're allowed to take that. Uh, What? Imagine having a migraine in school or even like a mild headache, to be honest, and not being able to deal with it with over-the-counter medication. I I just cannot understand why that is a rule, but fair enough. I'm happy that you went about this a funny way, OP to be fair, but eventually got the petty revenge that you deserved and had your headache sorted out. Brutal. And you're not just doing it for you, you're doing it for every other student as well. Such a weird district-wide policy, but hey, shout out you and shout out Bill Jones. Now for our next petty revenge story. I left a dirt stain on a man's white Nikes because he wouldn't move his feet on a flight. I was flying home from a work trip on AA. Now on this flight, a man was sitting next to me. He wasn't super tall, about average in height. He needed to go to the bathroom, so I got up, let him out, and got up again to let him in. As I sat back down, my leg hit his. I looked down to see his leg about halfway into my seat, leaving me with about a third of the space I had. I'm thinking he's gonna move, and he's got plenty of space because he doesn't have a bag under his seat, but he keeps it there. I'm sitting sideways, saddling in my seat at this point. I look at him, then at his leg, then back at him. He blatantly stares at me, then pulls out his phone and just starts playing on it. So what I do is lift my foot and place it over his foot, setting the dirty sole of my converses on what looks like new white Nikes. Fabric ones too, not leather. He immediately whips his head up at me. And I, following his example, pulled out my tablet and started reading. He pulls his foot away and had a nasty attitude the whole rest of the plane ride. But I got my space back. Oh, there's actually nothing worse than this. And I think too often in life, people just accept this sort of situation. Like I can see myself even doing that. If you're on a short flight and you get someone like this next to you, you're just like, oh, this is terrible, but I guess I can deal with it for a little bit. It completely ruins the journey, but you don't want to be rude. But in reality, you should do what OP does. I mean, first, you could probably ask them or at least make sure they acknowledge what they're doing first before you do something like this. But if they acknowledge it and they're just like, oh, I don't care, I'm going to go on my phone, then you've got to make them move because ultimately they are using something that you've paid for and it's your right to have a full seat. And uh, yeah, to this guy, enjoy trying to clean your new trainers, you clown. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I messed up a bully's life. In Asia, there's a concept of ragging in colleges. It's a form of hazing done by seniors or newcomers. People defend it by saying it's supposed to break the ice, but it's nothing but a form of humiliation and mental torture, if not physical. Laws are trying to clamp it down, but the practice is still so widespread, it's pretty much expected once you enter college life. It happened to me in college, and of all the things, the most humiliating part was them forcing me to dance in a lewd way. It was over in seconds, but the memory was just burning in my head for days and I couldn't get rid of it. I already knew from my college's history that reporting to them directly doesn't do jack, though ragging is strictly banned. Well, the government had made portals and helplines to report these things. That resource seemed untapped to me, so I officially filed a complaint and did my best to move on with my life. 10 years later, yep, seriously, I came to know that the police wanted to talk to me to close the case. I'd forgotten about the whole thing, but now that something was happening, I wasn't willing to just drop it. So they made it to an official charge against the four perps. It turns out the boys were all working abroad, so am I, and got scared out of their minds, realizing there's an official charge against them. Working abroad requires visas, and all renewal forms have questions like, have you ever been charged? Doesn't matter if you were found innocent or guilty. You have to tick it, yes. For countries with high immigration rates, that's a potential death sentence on your visas. Renewals can get rejected even if you have a solid explanation. One of the boys found and contacted me via social media, begging me to take my complaint back. Offered me money. Too bad for him, I'm well to do. I informed this to the police in charge, and he's now in a deeper hole. As for me, seeing some semblance of justice was really cathartic and helped me actually heal instead of forgetting about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think in my school, did we have did we have a form of hazing? I don't think we actually did. I think, to be fair, teachers were very on it and probably just stopped it at source a lot of the time. But I know this sort of thing does happen, uh, not just in my country, but yeah across the world you say it's in asia there's a concept of ragging definitely this happens in the west as well and yeah across the entirety of the globe it's terrible really because if you're a newcomer to a school i mean i remember when i was like a little 11 year old boy coming into a massive secondary school with over a thousand kids um, all boys it's quite intimidating isn't it then you have this on top of it the old kids like picking on you just because you're new for us it was a seven year age gap six year age gap again it didn't really happen in my school that i can remember but I know it does happen. It's terrible. And 100%, I see nothing wrong with you bringing it up later later on in life and, and being involved in, in the police case because, you know, you want to stop these sort of things, not just for your sake, but for, for future students as well. So, yeah, good stuff. Fair play to you. Imagine that. He offered you money. Embarrassing. He knows how badly he screwed up and he deserves the justice. And now for our final story of petty revenge. Now, this may be the last story of this episode, But wow, it's a great one. Here we go. My date got me a gift, so I got him fired from his job. Hi, I am a 22-year-old female to male who at the time of this story was just out of a relationship. I started seeing this guy, 
24 year old male we'll call him frank for the story we went to a bar and we clicked very well he would then hang out at my place almost three times a week where things were amazing about a month into our friendship slash relationship we were thinking about getting serious frank constantly love bombed me messaged me every day about how much he loved me etc he even came over one day with a gift for me that was in a unique designed glittery gift bag that had crystals a hoodie little necklace charms and baked goods from a store in the mall we officially started dating and it was great for a week frank sent me a long text message saying oh i love you so much and how he would love me forever going to bed i thought nothing of it just happy someone loved me and expressed it the next morning i wake up to another paragraph text thinking it was another love message i was wrong he started off the text with i don't love you and wrote about how he was sleeping with his ex and me at the same time and that he didn't love her and lied about loving me i was devastated normally i wouldn't have cared that much but after being loved bombed for a month by frank it stung immediately after reading this text i got suspicious some backstory for the duration of talking to him he talked horribly about his ex who frank still lived with saying that she was abusive trashy etc so hearing him say he was sleeping with her stung a lot but also set off some red flags i go to work that day upset but i was getting over it quickly until frank's ex messaged me on instagram we'll call her stacy she told me how he was love bombing her and begging for her back and that she wanted to make sure me and him weren't a thing out of respect i told stacy what he'd said to me considering she was brought up in the text anyways and i sent her screenshots of every single time he trash talked her i'm talking at least 50 screenshots of paragraphs of him trash talking her he was trying to get sympathy from me for him to come over and stay the night stacy apologized for his actions and decided to not date him eventually me and her grew to become good friends and i realized that frank had lied about everything stacy was the sweetest most timid person i've ever met now remember the gift he'd given me i ended up rearranging my room and finding the bag with everything frank gave me looking at the items something seemed off so i texted stacy i asked her if she happened to be missing anything any crystals or hoodies she had a hippie aesthetic so her owning crystals was a given stacy texted me back that she was in fact missing three crystals and she described the ones that frank had gifted me exactly the hoodie also hers the charms hers the only thing he didn't steal from her to gift me were the baked goods from his job stacy and frank both worked at the mall in our city and i decided to stop by and return everything he'd stolen and given to me he was off that day but i was told that when she got home and he saw the goodie bag that he'd put everything in he knew we'd met up and knew what he did he apparently started crying begging for her to forgive him on his knees which i found hilarious fast forward a week later stacy tells me he went back to doing the same thing with other girls apparently he'd done this five other times to different girls getting into full committed relationships and then cheating angry i remembered something frank had told me about how he would steal baked goods to bring home and that if his boss found out he'd be fuming so i naturally called the store he worked at told him everything he was doing at work along with his cheating and two-timing and all other secrets he told me about what he does at work that could get him fired since then i've never seen him at the bakery and when i ask about him they pretend he never existed even my new best friend stacy said he moved out since he couldn't afford rent so 
Where he is now is a mystery. Oh my goodness me. I mean, what a way to end this episode. Just get in the comments down below. What do you think about this individual? What a strange person. Gets into committed relationships seemingly pretty quickly. Only for then, what, the next day to say, actually, you know what? No, I've been lying the whole time and... I actually already have a girlfriend. Oh, wait, no, I live with her and uh, I don't care about you anymore. Really, really weird behavior. I've never heard someone with such a weird kind of mental attitude towards relationships or just some weird complex like this. Don't really know what's going on in Frank's head, but I'm happy for your sake, OP, and for Stasis as well that you sorted things out and you weren't manipulated by Frank even more. Really, really strange behavior. If you've ever met or know somebody like this or have heard of someone that's done stuff like this let me know in the comments down below i personally haven't so so weird yeah getting into a full committed relationship and then immediately either cheating or admitting to constantly cheating strange let me know down below anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one really hope you enjoyed this episode of r slash petty revenge if you can hear the siren in the background that's for frank okay because Sadly, cheating is now illegal. And to be fair, stealing from your job actually is illegal. So maybe it is for Frank. Frank, if you're watching, watch out. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.